Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is episode 119 of the Say Hey Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Doug Hayes. It is February 13th, 2024. Rob, your thoughts on the Super Bowl. I don't care anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what's going oh, on? We're going to talk, we're gonna talk, talk about the Super Bowl? Shit. Nah. Um, well, I, I, I did. You know, I'm, a, I'm not one to brag. You know me, you know, but uh, I did hit a little, a little prop bet. First chips commercial Pringles plus seven hundred. Not a boy. And I, and I did tell you and our other buddies about two hours before game time. I got you a did. hot tip on the on the internets. The internets told me about Chris <laughs> Pratt and playing Mister Pringle. So that that was nice. Yeah, the, yeah. That that outcome disappointed. Well, me on a on a betting standpoint ish, and a lot of my friends, but. It was a, it was a great game, it was a great game. Great game, and you know I I was actually talking to our buddy Eric Culpepper um, on the phone yesterday, and him and I had like a lot of the same things to say about the game. It, it played out like really how we kind of thought it would. Niners would have a strong first half, um, didn't capitalize and uh, on turnovers. I mean, the early pick in the third from Mahomes, they didn't capitalize on it, and you can't keep him around and. I had I had the Niners losing that game twenty four to twenty three. I almost freaking nailed it, um, but uh, yeah, it it hurt for sure. But who gives a shit, man? We got Jorge Soler coming to the <laughs> Bay, baby. Let's go. Yeah, let's you know, let's get with the uh, <laughs> with that new new right now. And yeah, I mean, it's sad that we're celebrating Jorge Soler this much, but you know what? I don't care. You know, it, all right. Let's let's talk some ball, man. Hey, I, I'm tired. I know you are too. You're busy guys, but let's let's <laughs> let's talk some ball. So, I I believe this actually broke like late last night, and yeah. I woke up this morning and it said, oh, like seven hours ago. <laughs> you know, like Giants and Jorge Soler agreed to a deal. Blah blah blah. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting way to start the day. Um, three years, forty-two million dollars. It's exactly fourteen per year, uh, according to Spot Track. So, um, yeah. So he's gonna be with the Giants for the next three years, of course, uh, pending physical, uh, as always. But pretty sure that should go well. Um, yeah. Like initially, I was thinking about this, and I think we've we've had that narrative over the last several months. You could even say, like, maybe this last year, it's like. Well, what if the Giants added, you know, this guy and that guy? And it's like, well, they already have, like, I don't want to say multiple DHs. They have multiple DH options. Yes. You know, they have, uh, you know, obviously, like, Jock Peterson was was here last year. He's gone now. But you have guys that, if they're not playing in the field, you have, like, a Michael Conforto who could DH quite a bit. You have Wilmer Flores that could DH quite a bit. Um, you know, if, if JD Davis isn't playing third base and he's still on the roster, he could be a DH option. So they already have some of these guys that could fit that mold, but 
now they bring in and we'll talk more of the like ripple effects what this move could cause but they're bringing in a guy i mean let's just go over the numbers uh he's going to be he's actually going to be 32 uh in like less than 2 weeks so he's going to play his entire 2024 season um at the age of 32 but uh coming off a a pretty solid year appeared in 137 games um with the Miami Marlins hit 36 home runs uh, had 75 RBIs, hit 250 with a 341 on base and a 126 uh, WRC plus. So, um, yeah, a really solid year defensively. I think everybody knows that he has become a true liability in the outfield and would probably be out there for an emergency purpose. Um, so hopefully he's just purely DH. But we got to think, and, and I'll kind of roll into your thoughts on this boat. With this kind of contract, you're paying a guy fourteen million a year. He's going to be in the lineup every day. You would think. At the same time, Michael Conforto, who's only under contract for one year, is making eighteen million this next year, yeah. and I'm not sure if we'll see him in there every day. But I digress. We're not talking about Michael Conforto right now. We're talking about Jorge Soler, who was a first time All Star last year. Let's give him a little credit. You know, he's maybe a a late bloomer like ever since the 2019 season where he's been used predominantly as a dh he's been more on the healthy side which is very important uh he dh'd 102 times last year only got out in the field 32 times yeah all in right field yep missed a little bit of time he's got he's got back issues you get older like I see, I, I feel like you know, I'm 34. Yeah, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. I have back issues, and they they suck. They linger. So, <laughs> if you remember last year when the Giants told Jock Peterson, "Don't bring your glove to spring training," like they need to tell Jorge Soler the same thing and actually mean it this time and don't throw him out there, like they did with Jock Peterson because he has no business being in the outfield. But yeah, man. 36 bombs. He's an exciting at bat. 75 RPIs. An OPS of 853 last year. I'm I don't have it in front of me right now, but I'm pretty sure that would have been tops on the Giants. So uh, an exciting at at bat for a team that doesn't have any of that currently outside of him. I know we're all excited about Jung Hoo Lee, Yu Hoo. Yeah. We are very excited about him, but but we don't know. He he he's a mystery box. He's a Super Mario mystery box. We don't know what's coming out. <laughs> so, I mean, really, we're optimistic, but we don't know. But yeah, I mean, I, I outside of 2022, where he missed 90 games, had issues with again the lower back, had some pelvis issues too. He's been pretty reliable since becoming a full time DH. Uh, at 2019, played it all 162 games, bro. Hit 48 home runs. Massive year. Yeah. DH 107 times. Did not. There's a common denominator with him, and it's keep his ass off the field, and you, you'll more than likely be in, in better shape. And we had talked to, I think, yeah, I brought up to our to our, our boy Jeff Young last week when they traded Mitch Hanager. Well, we would discuss the Mitch Hanager trade and getting Robbie Ray back. But then yeah. the Giants were linked to Jorge Soler. It was like, so they just traded Mitch Haniger. So now why are they linked to Jorge Soler? And obviously you get a pretty good return in Robbie Ray, pot- potentially, if he if he comes, comes back healthy in the Haniger trade. 
but they pivot right to Jorge Soler and maybe they view him as a, okay, we're, we wanted Mechanicer to play left field for us. We want him to supply power. It didn't work out. As soon as we put him out in left field, he, he couldn't, he couldn't stay out there. So in turn, we weren't going to get any power for, from that spot. So now they, they go to Jorge Soler where I truly, truly hope. Yeah. They don't dick around with him and let him ever get out, get out on the, on the field because you keep him in that DH spot. I mean, he's, he's kind of proven he'll, he'll get, you know, optimum results. So yeah, it's, it, it's a small step in, in, in the right direction in, in terms of getting a, a power bat, at least one power bat from the right side in that lineup, which they severely lack, but spring training is in like 11 days. So we are searching for reasons to you know be hopeful here. Yeah, pitchers and catchers report tomorrow, man. It's sneaking up on us fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is and uh, it comes along with a lot of pure power guys is they strike out a lot. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he, he will strike out. So it just Giants fans expect that. You know, 2022, he struck out over 29% of the time. Last year, over 24% of the time. So that's going to happen. Um, he did have the last, I mean, you know, we're, we kind of limit our analytic talk on here, but I do think it's worth noting the last three years, he's had a little bit of bad luck as well. And that's including last year. If you look at his BABIP, you know, his batting average of balls in play, 2021, 250, 2022, 256, and then last year, 272. Um, you know, so he's he's ran into some tough outs as well. So, uh, and just, you know, multiple well over uh, the average of 100 seasons of WRC plus in his career too. But, you know, like I'm looking at, I'm looking at his, uh, you know, how you can go on baseball Savant and they've got those charts of like, you know, all the way left blue is not good. All the way right is red is really it's good. Red. Yes. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of red on there, there's which, a lot of red. which is good. Good to see um, for sure. And then the one thing that, um, and I totally understand it. I mean, I, I know that he's going to come in and he's going to hit, you know, probably in the cleanup spot well over 100 times pending his health. Hopefully he's healthy and ready to go. But this guy's like really not, um, you know, affected by splits. Like he's he's got decent numbers against both sides. Um, his, his In his career against righties, he hits 241. He has 117 homers that way. And then in uh, 800, and that's in over two 2,600 plate appearances. Um, against lefties, uh, in over 860 plate appearances, hits 248, um, with 53 home runs. So, you know, the average is like not great, but in today's baseball, if both of them are over 240, you know, like you're okay, you're doing okay as mm-hmm. long as you can hit for plenty of power. So, um, you know, and, and he doesn't hit cheap home runs, I mean, he gets he gets a hold of them. So, the whole Oracle Park thing uh, won't really come into a factor. At least it shouldn't. I heard on a podcast today um, that out of his 36 home runs last year that he hit, 32 would have been gone at Oracle Park. So he doesn't hit cheapies. <laughs> no, yeah, there's um, there's a bunch of random stats floating around. Um, and I, I did I did a little digging. He said 41 career bats at Oracle Park. He's sitting 317, you know, batting average, OPS of nine, nine, uh, 
929. So his power just plays ever, everywhere. Like we, yeah. we had before, yeah, before he even signed, signed last week, we were talking about his, you know, his power plays everywhere. It would play at the old polo grounds. You know, it's, he's just one of those kind of special players where he just hits the ball with, you know, with a lot of authority. And the Giants have been just severely lacking that for, I mean, what hundred pence really like hundred pence who, is prime, you know, really. could hit for power, but it it was not yeah like he was hitting for massive power. You know, this is a yeah, massive but power. Who wasn't hit? This is a I mean, this is like for for a lot of the old guards out there. Like it's an Andre Scalaraga type. You, sure. you know, somebody who's just who's going to hit with a lot of authority all the time. And yeah, like I don't like the prospect of Michael Conforto or. Wilmer Flores or whatever it is protecting him in the lineup. I mean, that remains to be seen in a perfect world. Yeah. He's hitting sixth or seventh on a good team, but well, the Giants aren't, aren't a good team. So he's going to be hitting fourth or fifth, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right, right out the gates. So, I mean, the, the off season is, isn't over yet. You know, there's still a lot of plenty of things, options floating around with Matt Chapman, whatever there's, gonna, I think there's going to be a, a, a trade or two right now. You have two DHs on, on the roster. So, but we can get an, an into that here here in a bit but it's a it's a from an optic standpoint it's a very it's a very solid step in in the right direction like as, as a fan whether you're at the game or you're watching on tv and you're doing recaps like you like you and i do on giant and shatter Slurs at bats, like if you gotta go to the bathroom and the, and you gotta go take a piss, you're gonna hold it to watch him hit because he might hit one 480 feet. <laughs> well, you know, you said that earlier. Um, like he's exciting and he kind of yeah. brings a little swag to the team, which they desperately need. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're hope we kind of see it, but we'll, we'll see if it translate mm-hmm. translates over to Major League Baseball with Jung Hoo Lee. Like they're kind of getting some fun in this lineup, and like he is a guy, like you say, that you you want to see him hit, and so yes. um, the Giants need that, and like you also said, the Giants desperately needed um, some power, especially from the right side um, in this lineup. To you know, there, there's not many right-handed uh, hitters in this lineup that can really hit for power outside of you know Wilmer Flores hit 23 last year, um, and we know that that's there, and um, he can do that, but. Uh, outside of that, uh, the other guys who have power are mainly lefties. You know, like Yastrzemski can hit for power. He's a lefty. Conforto can hit for power. He's a lefty. Lamont Wade Jr., he's a lefty. So um, it is big. And it, because we also don't know how young Marco Luciano is going to pan out um, this year, and hopefully he gets the majority of the time over at shortstop. But, um, yeah, no, desperately needed some middle of the lineup right-handed power, and they got that today with, with Jorge Soler. So overall, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I am uh, optimistic about this. And I, I think this is a, uh, I like, I'm good with this. And I, and I know some people are talking about, well, is this like Hanager 2.0? I, I think the, the positives about it is look, if he's in the field, like s- multiple injuries or ejections happen in the game. Um, and, you know, for the most part, I know he had some back issues, which can be cause for concern. I get that, um, you know, like in 2022, but he stayed relatively healthy last year, played in the majority of the games for the Marlins. Um, if he's DHing only, um, you know, 
that should help contain his art, you know, maintain his health throughout a season. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Cause Hanager, you know, this guy who's had a long history of injuries and his is when he plays, he's not generally a DH he's playing in the field. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, more susceptible to injury. So I think, I think I'm a little more optimistic about the Jorge Soler, um, you know, comp there. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any like delusions of uh, grandeur with uh, Horace Lair. Like he's not going to play the field, like like, like he just said. Um, yeah, w- when he became a full time DH back at yeah, b- you know, back in 2019, yeah, played all 162. Then he got the COVID year where he played 43 games, whatever. Played in 149 games in 2021, and as you mentioned, 2022, you know, had the issues, you know, w- w- you know, w- w- with his back, and then ran it back with 137 last year so yeah. there's there, there there's there's reason to think that this that, that this might work but yeah a lot of a lot of you know other holes to fill on the on this roster obviously before we get too excited but it's a good step well let's talk about the rest of the lineup because obviously we think especially now that this is official um and he's going to be a giant there's a good chance that we see, uh, you know, a trade or two before the season starts. Um, and, and mind you, tomorrow with pitchers and catchers reporting, you can now put uh, guys on the 60-day IL starting tomorrow. So we may see – I'm assuming Alex Cobb won't be put on there because he might be back sooner rather than later. But Robbie Ray is going to be put on the 60-day IL. Um, am I missing someone else? I, I think – should just be Cobb and Ray. Yeah. So um I would imagine it's gonna be gonna be Robbie Ray that's gonna be put on there, and then that opens an active roster spot. So um who do we think is a realistic trade option here? I, I do think at the age of 31, he's you know, he picked up the um the option for this year to return, and that's Michael Conforto. Um, because we know in years past when he has been healthy, uh, he can he can do a lot of damage, especially hit for power. Um, you know, he might be uh, someone that can help out another roster. I know the downfall would be losing a left-handed bat and someone who mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's great in the outfield, but he's not a complete liability like a you know a Jorge Soler. So, um, I, I I think Conforto could be a real trade option. What do you think? I think Conforto's a trade option. I think you right now you you have way too many DHs potentially in the kitchen here. You got Wilmer Flores, who on his best day is a DH. Conforto yeah. on his best day is a DH. Jorge Soler, he's only a DH. Yeah. And even a guy like JD Davis, you know, he had back issues on the back end of la- of the second half of last year too. And it's not a coincidence that once JD Davis just stopped hitting last year, the giants offense kind of stopped producing. Yeah. He, you know, JD Davis did a lot of good things the first couple months of the year last year. So you have a three or four guys right now on that roster where you're, you're thinking, okay, maybe we need to move this guy because they can't all not play in the field and get at bats. You know, there's only one guy who can do that. And as you mentioned, I don't think Jorge Soler is going to be uh, 
platoon guy. He's making 14 million a year over a three year span. They expect him to be out there every day. His splits are his splits are good. They're pretty even. So if I had to guess, Conforto is probably the the best candidate. He's on an expiring contract, making making 18 million a year. Um, I don't shit. I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but. Does is Wilmer Flores also on an expiring contract? He has. I, I, I'm glad you brought him up because I I did want to talk about him next. He's making six point five this year, and then he yeah. has an option, okay, um, for next year, which is a player option. So yeah, but it's only for three point five next year. Um, if okay. he picks that up, which is you know, if he keeps doing what he's been doing, an absolute steal. So yeah, so yeah, typically yeah, the, 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 these are both pretty good pretty good trade candidates for a team that's looking to maybe get rid of a starting pitcher, which the giants desperately need. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying Conforto can fish back Shane, Shane Bieber or a package around Conforto and Shane Bieber could get that done. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, if, if, if the giants go in opening day with, 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 with this roster, I mean, I, I, I'd be absolutely shocked. There's cause you, you have, a guy that they're promoting pretty hard right now in, in Casey Schmidt and to go along with Wilmer Flores and JD Davis over at third base. I don't think that's, that's going to be happening on, on opening day. Wilmer Flores, I, I, I believe on his, on his best day, if he's going to be in the field has to be over at first base, if yeah. he's going to play the field and that's not a knock on. I mean, they can, they could platoon him and Lamont Wade, obviously, but there's just, there, there, there's, there's too, there's too many, there's too many people right now that, that are going to be fighting to get at bats and and who are average or below average in the field. So there's, there's going to be some movement here in, in the next couple of weeks. There, there has to be. Yeah, I think the whole JD Davis and Wilmer Flores, um, I don't want to say issue, just like dilemma is kind of. Uh, something to think about because like I said, Wilmer Flores is only making 6.5 this year. He's coming off a year where he had 23 home runs, which led the team. Um, I, we, we joke about it, but it's like Wilmer Flores has arguably, arguably been the most consistent giant ever since he got here. Um, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's been good. I mean, he's, he's been pretty durable and um, you know, like, like you said, if he's going to play in the field of likely be first base, I could easily see like first base just being, um, you know, uh, Wade against righties and Wilmer against lefties. But that's the thing is you're going to see way more righties and lefties. And I, I feel like Wilmer Flores is just too good to be sitting on the bench there. I and agree. then, th- then that also brings in, like you said, that brings in JD Davis to the factor mm-hmm. or, you know, to the conversation here, because if they don't, and we'll talk about, you know, adding more pieces, possibly in the upcoming days a la Matt Chaplin Chapman because that would change a lot of things but mm-hmm. let's just say Matt Chapman doesn't come here and they move forward kind of with what they have in house already because JD Davis can play third and first so who becomes more expendable because mm-hmm. um, I know JD Davis uh, went through an arbitration case and he is set to make 6.9 nice million dollars this year nice uh yeah but then he is you know he's a free agent after this year so i believe he's in the last year of his arbitration um and then wilmer does have some i mean 
club not control, but um, the player option for next year. So this is this is a real dilemma because I just I just don't see them going into now with you have a guy who's going to be your DH every day unless they give him like a day off. Wilmer Flores is too mm-hmm. good to be sitting on the bench. Um, and then you have J.D. Davis. So, you know, even pushing Michael Conforto aside because now they have options in the outfield, um, especially if they do end up giving Luis Matos, you know, a fair shake to to play at least somewhat um, close to every day. I mean, what are the odds that J.D. Davis or even Wilmer Flores is gone? I, I, I Do you think J.D. Davis is more – you know, expendable than Wilmer. I think in the eyes of the Giants, he he's he's a little more expendable. Like I think the Giants are they're all about optics. Ownership is all about optics, and you know, fans like Wilmer Flores. They do like you like you said. As sad as it might be, he was their best player last year, and he's very consistent. He's a he's a gamer. Like 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 Mike Kirko likes to say. Like the, yeah, the we love Wilmer. Through- the dude runs around like he like he has a pulled hamstring, but he's really not hurt. He's he like he's out there just giving it his all. So like I, I would I would guess JD Davis would be would be the guy the Giants would be more willing to part ways with, just because outside of the first half of last year, JD Davis just has a long track record of just being a guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, w- w- you know, Wilmer Flores, you know, gives you a professional at bat. You know, you can move him around a little bit. Like he's he's okay with Come, you know, coming off, off off the bench, like so. I I think it, in in that aspect, the Giants would be more willing to part ways with JD Davis. But I don't know. It, it depends. Like it depends on what you can you can get for him as well, because the Giants do do have other. To me, the Giants have a, a, other holes. Yeah, you know, in in regards to to their pitching staff right now, and what could JD Davis really net you in in return? Like Wilmer Flores might be able to net you a, a little bit more, so sure. it's you know it's it, it's tough. Like you got to get on the phone and you know make these calls and you know and and try to see what see what's out there. And same thing with Michael Conforto. I think Michael Conforto, you know, showing last year that he's you know not the player he was you know you know before his his injury, but he got through last year pretty unscathed. So if there's a team out out there that if that is willing to take on a, a, a Michael Conforto, who's a believer. You know, he might be able to to, to, to net you a little more than than a JD Davis as well. Because I I think there's a good possibility that Conforto and, and, and Flores aren't aren't on this team come opening day. So I think definitely you know Flores provides more consistency at the plate, and then Davis does on the field at the corners. Cause you know he showed like a good stretch in the first half last year. Like JD Davis was actually pretty damn good over at third base. <laughs> Yeah, um, he's probably then, he, was, he was probably the, their best player there for a while. Yeah, I you know the more I think about it though, like Conforto's set to make eighteen mil this year. I just I just feel like maybe the Giants can they're gonna want to try and squeeze a good first half out of him because he's really in a contract year. He's in his prime technically, and he's probably trying to ball out and and get a multi year deal after this year. You know, I, I actually see Conforto kind of being held on to longer than, uh, like, say, J.D. Davis because maybe they can net something for him more come July when he's only going to cost about, you know, eight-something um, for yeah. the remainder of the season. And if he's having a strong first half and the Giants are, you know, kind of where they've been the last couple of years, they're, you know, eight to ten games out of the West or they're, like, 
four to six games out of the wild card. Technically, they're in it, but maybe they see the writing on the wall and they get conf- rid of Conforto uh, at the All Star break or or you, you know around there sometime in July before the trade deadline. So I, I could definitely see that happen, but it does. You know, we kind of talk about, we'll wrap up here soon, but like talking about what can happen next. I mean, there are still names out there, you know. Um, obviously, it sounds like the Giants are pretty set, you, whether you believe it or you agree with it or not. Like, it sounds like they're content moving forward with their starting rotation of Logan Webb. It sounds like Kyle Harrison's probably going to be the number two right out of the gate. Um, you know, Tristan Beck. And Keaton Wynn will get some starts. And then you have, you know, uh, Jordan Hicks, who's going to get a shot in the rotation. And Robbie Ray will be back later in the year. And Alex Cobb hopefully will be back, like, maybe in May-ish. So they're hoping that they can they can get some innings out of these guys. And um, But when it comes to positional players, it's like, do they really want to add another um, – guy and and the Giants have been linked to Matt Chapman it seems like for four years now even though it's it's really been several months like I feel like it's inevitable at this point um do you think Matt Chapman's in a Giants uniform opening day I would assume so like I started to backtrack a little bit thinking okay maybe he's he's looking at other options because if not why would it be taking this long but yeah, last week when you know when our boy Jeff Young came on here and made the comparison to Eric Hosmer, that really did take me back to 2015 or 16, whatever whatever year that was when it was Hosmer and the Padres for like three months, and then it Where's finally the happened. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, and and honestly, I say <laughs> I say this far too often in terms of the Giants when they sign guys. I'm like, who the hell were you betting against? <laughs> you know, I just, you know, are you I, leveraging it against over- yourself? Right. Cause I mean, they end up overpaying for so many guys. And I understand that because right now, you know, the San Francisco giants, they're just not a, a real desirable organization to go to for a lot of reasons. Mainly they're not any fucking good. So, but <laughs> getting, getting guys, getting guys like, so overpaying a little bit for for Solaire, which I think what it was, it's a bit, it's a bit of an, of an overpay. The three years, guys in his mid thirties, I, I get it. But you, you got overpay for Chapman, you know, you got to, tra- you know, trade a guy, trade a guy like Hanager and Discfani to get a Robbie Ray, who is, yeah, he isn't going to give you anything until July, and at least, and then at that point, who knows? So they're they're they I feel like they're trying to to make steps and. Don't, I shouldn't leave out Jung Hu Lee, who they overpaid for as well at 126 million, according to most experts. Like, I feel like they're trying to start doing, they're trying to do what, what's necessary to get guys in here and change the brand a little bit, change you know, change the stench that that, that that's that's on this club. So, I, I can't, I can't see them passing up on Matt Chapman kind of regardless of what he's asking for after all this time. Cause if they lose out, out on, on Matt Chapman after all this, Oh my God. I mean, it's, it's going to be bad. Cause I, it's down pretty much down. It was the giants, the Cubs and the blue Jays about, about a month and a half ago. And now it's the blue Jays have said, okay, we're done. The Cubs have kind of said, yeah, we won him, but not, not, not that bad. And it just kind of leaves the giants. Yeah. Yeah, it, so it's it seems I, I, can't, I can't think of who I can't think of who else would hop in. Maybe there's a mystery team out there, a team like who knows, like maybe the Reds or something like that. 
you know, but I don't know the, the links to Bob Melvin and Being back in the Bay, you, you got Chapman's rep, you know, reps and Mel, you know, Melvin talking back to, to, you know, KMBR back in early December. I felt like it was saying, Oh yeah, Matt, you know, Matt would love to co- come back to the Bay. He loved playing for Bob Melvin and this and that. I'm like, okay, well let's sign his ass. You know, let's kind of get the ball rolling here. And, but at the same time, you know, you got, it's not just Matt Chapman. You got guys, you know, Cody Bellinger's still out there. Blake Snell's still out there. Jordan Montgomery's still out there. Why are these guys still out there? Like, I, mean, I know a lot of Boris. with Scott Boris, but yeah, Scott Boris. Is, <laughs> He's holding is, this is, market hostage, bro. He really is. Like, like, yeah, like, like, like I said, pitchers and catchers report tomorrow. You got games starting in about 10 days. Yeah. Spring training games and. Yeah, you got marquee players out there who don't have homes yet, and you just—it's—I don't know, man. It's—it's—it's it's, it's so different than what it was like ten years ago, isn't it? It's just so crazy. Well, you know, a, a couple minutes ago, you mentioned, um, you know, a little bit of an overpay, and I'll this will be the last thing I say. Um, in in regards specifically to Jorge Soler, like he's going to be here twenty four to twenty six, and I'm still looking at the 2020 even the 2025 payroll there are only what eight guys that are for sure going to be here next year actually seven right because uh you know that that option for wilmer flores but for 2026 there are only you know guaranteed excluding club option team option whatever there's four dudes um and i believe even like after you know there's some sort of uh early termination clause for Robbie Ray. I, I don't know what it specifically is for 2025, but for 2026, it's, there's only four dudes. So, I mean, you know, committing, committing to three years, which I believe was the holdup in the market for Solaire. Like, I don't, I don't see why it was an issue. And I, I, I think it took really like a day for the Giants to be like, all right, we'll give you that third year. Um, and, you know, the 2026 payroll is, you know, well under, I, it's it's like not even 200 million it's maybe around 100 million if you factor in the 14 from Solaire so just just something else to keep in mind because I know a lot of us are like dude be aggressive which this is an aggressive move and I think we like it for the most part and stop worrying about what the fucking payroll is gonna look like in two or three years like us fans we we don't care about that dude like no I, we don't I mean <laughs> like to, to a certain extent like I get it but it's like at this point it's like Start paying guys. You've you've cleared the books for the most part. Like like, let's go be a good baseball team. And so, uh, you know, to wrap up, definitely, I the Giants' offense going to bed tonight for me is better than it was going to bed last night. And there's no doubt about that. And I'm excited to see if they're going to make a trade and and maybe sign one more free agent before uh, we get things rolling. And obviously, it could it could be into the start of spring training. I mean, we have what another. 10 days or so before that starts. But, um, you know, a lot can happen because we still have Blake Snell, like you said. We still have Jordan Montgomery, uh, Matt Chapman. There's some dudes that are still out there. So it's going to be a fun couple weeks here, man. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, the, they're, the Giants are in just a weird spot where they've whipped on so many free agents over the last couple of years. And it, they, it's imperative that they get people excited about this team somehow, because if you look back to when Farhan Zaidi first took over, 
they were clearing the books for last off season. That yeah. was the pl- That was the big. Okay, well, wait till yeah. this off season, and we're gonna to the 2023 off, off season or 2022, 2023. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Nothing happened, <laughs> and the Giants were me- me- mediocre for the second straight year. So now, yeah, like if you got to overpay for a couple guys, you, you got to do it because you're not paying anybody else. You know, you have to overpay guys to get guys here. And that's, that's just, it's the bottom line as of right now. Hopefully they can change that here pretty soon. I agree. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap with that. Uh, make sure you're joined up on giants chatter. Make sure you're following us on X at say, Hey Doug at say, Hey Rob and at say, Hey podcast. Um, yeah. If you're feeling nice, go leave us a nice review and, and give us a five-star review. So uh, make sure you're subscribed everywhere and at believe, B-L-E-A-V.com. So until next time, thanks for joining us. For Say Hey Doug and Say Hey Rob, go Giants. Go Giants. Say hey. Say who? Say Willie. Say hey. Say who? Swinging at the plate. Say hey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.